Hello and welcome back to the second tier betting, your specialist podcast for punting in the championship. You're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, and professional tipster Matthew O'Regan. Matthew, uh, feeling a bit rough tonight, aren't you? Yeah, we've been better, mate, but got got to commit to the cause. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Where did you go last night? You were out, weren't you? Yeah, the glamorous Potwell Derby, mate. <laughs> Seeing the sights of Derby. One of my favourite, one of my favourites. So, we've had um, a little break with it being the World Cup. Um, and I've got a little question for you, Matthew. Did you know there was 26 championship players at the World Cup? Could you name um, five? Okay. Uh, chair. Yep. Indai. Yep. Saw. Three. Uh, Hannibal. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the clue of podcast favorite. Yeah, that's four. Oh, flipping. Did Seni Diengo? Let me have a look down the list. Goal. Yes, he did. QPR yeah. Seni Diengo. Yeah, I was struggling there. Right Honestly, I don't know how you pulled that out because when I was looking through, <laughs> I thought it's just Starman in Limited Diagon in there. But yeah, 26 <laughs> standout performer. Uh, probably Australia's Harry Souter at the back. I can't believe how well he's Oh, going. he was superb. I suppose most of them would have played for Wales. Like, six or seven playing for Wales, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell them. So there's Indai, Saar, Suter, Hannibal, Ilias Chair, Riley McGree, Bailey Wright at Sunderland, Benetti at Sunderland, Oliver yeah. Ncham at Swansea, Junior Hoylet for Canada and Reading, Baba Rahman, Semenyo at Bristol, uh, Zawari at Burnley. I butchered that name. Bielik. Who, who, was he, who did he play for? Uh, which one? Sorry, Semenyo. No, Zara. Zara. He the, was. The Morocco. Yeah, Morocco. Oh yeah. Bielik, Dieng, as you said, Madame Loam at Reading butchered that name. Horvath at Luton, Sergeant Adam Davis, Sheffield United's reserve keeper, Ben Cabango, Tom Locker, Connor Roberts, Sober Thomas, Joe Allen, Ruben Corwell, and Mark Harris. Twenty-six. I couldn't believe it when I uh, googled that. More than expected, yeah. Yeah, well, bit a uh, bit of trivia over. This is the second tier betting. What we're going to do is give you our three best bets for the championship this weekend, the return of the second tier. Hopefully, hopefully bringing you some winners. Remember, this is a gambling podcast and gambling comes with risks. So please remember to gamble responsibly. And if the fun stops, make sure you stop and make sure you check in with somebody or something. Um, before we get into it, uh, the scores on the doors it was a long time ago since we did one of these so uh, we had two winners three losers and avoid the last show uh, putting us on a ROI of 13% which isn't bad uh, but obviously we can improve on that so without further ado Matthew what's your nap for the uh, upcoming action this weekend yeah so mine is Watford to score 2 plus against Hull at, uh 1.8 they scored uh, two or more in six of the last eight home games. One of the games they drew a blank in was against Coventry at home, where they had a 1.48 xG. They're playing a whole side with the worst defensive record in the league, conceding 39, and that's six more than the next worst in Blackpool. They've conceded two plus in 13 of their last 17 games and kept two clean sheets all season. These were nil nils at Preston, who, as we know, are low scorers, and at Millwall. But in these games, they conceded 1.73 and 1.9 xg 
Like Watford just look too good going forward at the moment. Got Jao Pedro. I don't know whether Saar will be back or not. It could be, but I doubt it. I've got Pedro, Asprilla, Davis going forward, and I think Hole look very weak defensively, and Watford can exploit that. Yeah, looks a superb pick. Just on Saar, I know um, Illiman and Dai was back in Sheffield United training today, so I assume he'll be on a similar timeline. It's just whether, just whether it comes around too quick for him with the uh, World Cup effort, in it. Yeah, definitely. He'll, he'll, he'll him against fresh, like him coming on later on against hard legs could be even better. Oh yeah, so dangerous. Yeah. My nap comes from Bramall Lane Shock, uh, where Sheffield United play Huddersfield, and I'm getting on side with Olimit Burney any time. I was surprised to see him at seven to five with bet three six five, because the Blades are eleven to twenty one on, which according to their odds gives them a sixty six percent chance of victory. They're second in the table, and the Terriers are the worst side on the road in the league. They've played nine, won one, collected five points so far this season. So I just don't understand why the league's joint top scorer is seven to five to find the net. He um Olimac tops the charts in the division for goals per ninety with zero point seven seven, shots per ninety with just under five, and XG per ninety with zero point six nine. And I think the XG is crucial because it means not only is he having lots of shots and generating uh, not only is he having lots of shots, but generating um, XG means he's the good efforts. He's getting himself into good positions, and it's not a surprise to see his form has uh, improved on the uh, on the run up to the World Cup break. Um, in terms of fitness, he he did have serious problems the last three games before we broke up for the Qatar World Cup. He was playing with injections, I think, and he needed a hernia operation. But I'm, I'm just saying this; I haven't really checked it I've seen him back in training I've seen plenty of pictures of him back in training so I think he's fit again and ready to be uh, ready to fire here and I'm sure if he is uh, 80% he'll be looking to capitalise on a side on a terrier side that have shipped just under two goals a game away from home so my nap Ollie McBurney anytime at 7-5 to five. so next best Matthew what have you got I'm heading to a mid-table clash in Reading between Reading and Coventry I'm signing with Coventry here but I'm going safe and doing draw no bet at 2.09 with bet 365 for Coventry. <coughs> they are level on points, but uh, 13th and 12th, but Coventry ahead on goal difference. Reading started the season superbly, like better than a lot of people expected, but they've hit a bit of a slump. They've hit two wins in 10. They face an informed Coventry who started the season poor, but have won their last four, all keep like, keeping clean sheets in all of these. They've got informed man in Victor Gucker as up front. He's got four goals in three games. Also talent like O'Hare and Gustavo Hamer in the sides. I can I can see them turning Reading over here. And also O'Hare hasn't been fully fit this season. So I think this break, giving him time to get back to his best. And up front with uh, O'Hare feeding Gucker as in, I worry for Reading on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting point about um, O'Hare because... I know Burnley was really interested in him, but he just hasn't managed to find form. And I just think the interest from the top side in the championships just uh, detriment to to the quality player he is. And you mentioned Hamer, one of my absolute favourites in the second tier. He's been unbelievable since getting back into the side. Four goals. I didn't realise he scored so many. Yeah, loves a shot, Hamer. Well. Loves a shot and a card. Yeah, yeah. My next best. I'm staying in South Yorkshire, and I'm siding with Rotherham to beat Bristol City. Two to one, generally across the different bookmakers. Um, 
Now, start with the visitors, Bristol City, our go-to team really for goals, hasn't it been on the podcast yeah. this season? And that was my original plan, but when I dug a bit deeper, they're not, they've not actually been firing recently at all, unders clicking in each of the last six games. And over that period, they haven't been picking up any, uh, any wins, apart from back in mid-October, where they beat the Baggies, and I think there was under a temporary charge there, uh, West Brom. So, very much in transition, uh, and, and there for the taking. Pre-break, Rotherham went toe-to-toe with the biggest and best sides in the division. Two injury time goals cost them three points at Turf Moor. They won the XG battle against Norwich, but they didn't manage to get any points. And they beat local rivals, Sheffield United, on their own patch. And most recently, they drew at Luton. I think that was the... Was that the first game since um, since Luton manager went to Southampton? It might have been. Or it I might believe have been. so, yeah. yeah went up after a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And then Luton scored in the, in the dying did. seconds, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so going, like I say, going toe-to-toe with some really, really good championship teams. Uh, and the Millers manager, Matt T. Taylor, puts huge importance on home fixtures. He's come out in the press after he first joined and said, we, we're going to need to get, well, we're looking to get most of our points at home. We're going to struggle away just with the resources we have. So with them being at home, they'll be looking to capitalise and I think this break as you said with um, O'Hare I think this break's provided a real opportunity with the new boss to work with the squad in terms of what what he wants to implement his ethos uh, his ethos and, and his tactics because he's not been encumbered by fixtures because they come thick and fast before the break he didn't really have a chance to implement his style but he's had that now Um so I think I think the Millers could be one of the teams that come out of the blocks really quickly particularly not We've not. I don't think they've had any any players away on international duty, so they've had a full squad to work with. Not sure where I stand with Pearson at Bristol City. Uh, he always comes across horribly in the press. Uh, he's got a bit of an ageing squad, and I'm not sure if his ideas are just a bit dated. So I just can't really be getting on side with City at Bristol City. That is at the moment. So I'm I'm happy to take Rotherham at two to one, just because I think in this league it's uh, where there's the 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 uh, the standard not the standard but it's pretty it's pretty level it's tight isn't it it's one of the tightest yeah. seasons we've ever had I just think two to ones particularly for a home side is just too large especially when they're above them in the league that is one I looked at Rotherham ahead of them in the league so I would have Rotherham favourite so got quite a big price there yeah definitely and and I know the league tables t- tricky to decipher isn't it? and it's, it's a, with Rotherham coming up you always look at the the tally as a like a bit fortunate but having seen him recently that is certainly doesn't look to be the case. So, into the long shot section of the podcast, one of the, my favourite bits. What have you got for uh, this weekend? I've got a 5-1 to one goal scorer bet coming from Sunderland West Brom, which is on Monday, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> I've got Ahmed Diallo to score any time with Bet365, 5-1. Um, yeah, the online Ivorian wing has been in superb form. He's got four goals and seven starts, well, four in his last six as well. He scored versus Mill, Birmingham, Huddersfield and Burnley in his time. And in the games where he hasn't scored, he's had two and four shots. So he's a very prominent prominent player going forward. So, and they're, they're going to keep price, they keep pricing him this highly, so I'm going to keep taking him. Even though West Brom have been good defensively, kept three clean sheets in a row, uh, Sunderland are just looking very strong going forward recently. They've won three of their last four, scoring two plus in these. And I think they are to score Diallo will be at the forefront of it 
with uh, Ellis Sims linking up play. They they won three 0 last week, only championship game last week against a strong Mill side, so they'll be full of confidence and fancy that fancy their chance of getting a result against West Brom. Yeah, you messaged me, didn't you? Because you were amongst the goals against Millwall. Yeah, I, I, met, I was on the Gakpo and Diallo double at 24th, but good start with Diallo scoring, but Gakpo can get the job done. Yeah, an interesting point. I just wanted to, to highlight it, you say, about uh, you backed him again because of the price. It, particularly when you're doing podcasts, like you, you want to keep your bets fresh and give you, give, like, give the listeners something different to go at, but sometimes the best approach is just to Reback the bets if the price is right because you're looking to make long-term money, aren't you? It's not, it's not always about finding fresh new bets. Sometimes it's just about being being consistent and being a bit boring and squeezing out that value. Yeah, like four four goals in seven starts and him being priced at five to one at home, and just things are too good a price to turn down, especially if you compare it to some of the other prices for goal scorers in that game. No, absolutely, you've got the value. You got just keep rinsing it, Matthew. Yeah, My long it. shot. Uh, my long shot is not as long as that. It's a Lewis Travis card. It's at three to one with three six five in Blackburn's game against Preston North End. Bit of a bit of a is it? I don't know if I'm I'm making myself look an idiot here, but it's a bit of a, a local game. I think sort North... of yeah yeah. You've got uh, Blackburn and Burn um, Blackburn and Burnley and Blackburn Preston are the main two, but they interchange sort of like they all hate each other sort of. <laughs> Well, I hope so. Josh Smith's the ref for this one, and he's one of the more formidable. Oof, exactly. <laughs> he's one of the more formidable for cards in the division. Twelve games, sixty-one brandished. Uh, that's an average of just under five yellows per game and zero point one seven red cards per game. And I do think Lewis Travis looks a prime candidate. I always like, particularly in the championship, opting for central mids. Uh, because they're just in the thick of it, aren't they? It can be yeah. a real scrap, particularly in winter when the pitches are a bit heavier uh, and there's tired legs. He's got six to his name this season and two in his last four against North End. He also is um, he's a bit of an all-rounder in the sense that he's technical and tenacious and he draws a lot of fouls. So if there is uh, if there is a, a if there is a better needle in this game, which there might be with it being sort of a local rivalry. And I'm sure he'll be in the thick of it. And with a ref who is more than obliging when it comes to cars, I think uh, I think he's as good a punt as any in that game. So my long shot, not so long, but Lewis Travis card at three to one. So before we go, Matthew, can you uh, recap us your bets for this weekend? Yes, uh, my nap is Watford score over one point five goals at one point eight with bet three to five. Next best is Coventry versus Reading. Coventry draw no bet at two point oh nine. And the long shot is Ahmed Diallo to score at 5-1 to one versus West Brom for Sunderland. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that Diallo shout. My best bets is Ollie McBurney to score any time. 7-5 with Bet365. That's in Sheffield United's game against Huddersfield. Next best is Rotherham to beat Bristol City. That's at 2-1. to one. And that's available with most bookmakers. And then my not-so-long shot is a Lewis Travis card. That's in Blackburn's game against Preston, North End. And that's also with Bet365 at 3-1. So that just about wraps us up for the second-tier betting podcast. Um, best of luck with all your bets this weekend. Please remember to gamble responsible, uh, responsibly and we'll be back next Thursday for another podcast. Matthew, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yep, pleasure as always. See you next weekend. See you next Thursday, sorry. Mm-hmm.